What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the reality. <laughs> <laughs> put the real in reality or whatever. Period. Period. I'm your host, Pharaoh. We're joined by one of co-hosts, Lee. Lee. Big brother. What? Big brother Canada. And it think that Big Brother Canada has no promo right now. Big Brother Canada is coming up in two weeks, but you wouldn't really be able to tell. But mm-hmm. we're we're here. I just we're like it's kind of dead on social media. Like no one really is like the anticipation that usually comes from a Big Brother season approaching is really, really not there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've kind of discussed that. I think it has a lot to do with no being any live feeds. Mm-hmm. You know, the girls aren't really tuned in like that. So I don't know what it's going to give this season. I think maybe once they start rolling it out, we'll see a lot more. So it's really just like our timeline. So I don't know if anyone else has seen something different, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying any type of hype for this upcoming season at all. Not seeing anything, but hey, we're here to, I guess, do the hype for you. So, period. We're the hype, bitch. Get into it. Get into it, bitch, because we will be covering the whole entire season. Um, live or not, we'll be there. Right. But um, today, if you don't know the title, we are going to be tier ranking every final two of Big Brother Canada history, heart story. This should be fun, bitch. So, honestly, let's just hop right into this, bitch. I know that's the fuck, right? So, what's interesting about this is I feel like I've never done something where it's like we got to consider two people, but we're going to do it today. I know that's right. Yeah. And I also want to say definitely if you guys have any ideas that you would like us to like do for any like preseason, off season, just like anything that you kind of like want to see us talk about for Big Brother Canada or Big Brother in general, definitely let us know. We will take account into all suggestions. Cause girl, sometimes child, we just be coming up with anything, which we is exactly be, what this is, do, bitch. We, we, just we were like, do we, let's do something. Let's get something. Let's just hype. Cause we really just want to talk about the show, like before the yeah. camera's coming up, we like doing these preseason videos for you guys. So if there's any mm-hmm. ideas that you would love to see us do, throw it out there. Keep it cute, because sometimes the suggestions be like, y'all know damn well we work full time. They'd be like, oh, rank all 300 players. We is not doing that. We got to get a little bit less jobless for that. We still have two full time jobs, okay? <laughs> Working overtime at that bitch. So we, we we try our best to get this shit out, but definitely throw us some suggestions and we will take them into account. Mm-hmm. Here for you. So let's get into it. First off, we're going to be starting with Big Bird of Canada 1. The final two of that season was Jillian, Jillian and, and Gargan. And of course, the deserving winner, Gary. Uh, of course, the deserving winner. Winner being Gary. We've discussed um, this. We've discussed this. The girls who don't know, you should know. But Gary's closest friend. Topaz accidentally voted the other person in the final two, causing Jillian to win. What would she say? Arissa! Arissa, no! It was switched! Someone switched it! My thing is, Topaz, who? Who switched it, Topaz? Y'all all all seeing that. I just, I really want to know what was going through my sister's mind. Did she think it was still an eviction vote? I think she thought it was a vote to evict. Which I think makes we gonna get off of her. I think that makes every time she's voted, it was because she didn't want them in the house. Oh, so, so why are we I switching it up? She was at keeping, the finale. She was keeping consistent. So, she so honestly, Big Brother is the problem because why Big are we voting to evict except into the final two randomly? Randomly, child. So 
when it comes to Jillian and Gary, I guess, what are your thoughts on Jillian? Yeah, let's analyze them individually first. I feel yeah. like I like Jillian a lot. Um, we've talked about oh. her in a few of our other videos. I, I, I didn't hate her. I always really, really am here in support a strong woman. She won four HOH competitions that first and tied the overall record in both North America as a whole. Um, and I just feel like a lot of people would give Emmett a lot of the credit in the showman, so I feel like they would kind of discredit Jillian, which usually happens in male-female relationships in these shows. Like, mm -hmm. I think the woman isn't the one controlling, or just being ran. And mm -hmm. I didn't really get that from Jillian. I feel like Jillian was making a lot of decisions, a lot of hard decisions. She was the one pissing off a lot of people. Like, they definitely mm -hmm. worked in tandem with each other. He, she didn't, he didn't just, like, scamper all over her. Um, mm -hmm. Her is just like the overall winner for the season. I mean, as a gay black man, I wanted Gary to win, and no one can make me feel sorry. About Gary that. did win. He lit in the thing. The gag about it is that Gary literally won. It doesn't matter how you see Gary as a player. If you're upset that he got evicted and came back, Gary won. Big Brother won. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Julian's name is just on the check. Mm -hmm. Clock it. But Gary won it. Period. He literally got the votes. Um, I, I understand what you like. Her and, and Emmett like. For this being the very first season of a Big Brother Canada, like I think they really just kind of like show some of like the building blocks for how this show can, you know, build and grow in the Canadian, um, you know, country lines. Yeah, I do like that. Um, for Jillian, like you said, what did you say? You said that a lot of people see showmances and they kind of just see him as the man running the woman and that image just kind of ran her and that it was more even and stuff. Right. I feel like I'm one of those people. Emmett ran her. I'm not really gagged by Jillian. I don't feel like Jillian did that much at all. She won them comps. Adoration and this dancer and move moved on. So Jillian, I'm not too high on Jillian. I'm also not too low on her though. I feel like a lot of people like fully discredit her. She very much so did have a lot of good personal relationships at a point, and then she kind of messed them up with a lot of her um, comp wins, and that's why she didn't wasn't able to get the votes at the end. But Ooh. what's he? You got she, some facts. She is the first female house guest to be a male in final two, period. She didn't beat a male. Or Casey and Nicole. And she, didn't beat him. she didn't beat him. She did. See, and she didn't get the vote. She didn't get a bucket. Every time Jillian was HOH, her intended target was always a male. Period, Jillian. I love that for her. I do love that for her. I do love her. I do love that for her. Um, you raising your hand. So I don't know. I don't hate Jillian that much, but I also don't love her. For me, Jillian's kind of mid. Jillian's kind of mid for me. She's mid. And then the fact that she did end up winning over Gary over this, it kind of makes me have a distaste for her. So for me, I think she's mid a little bit lower just because of the circumstances, but not because of actually what happened. I feel like based on actually her season and what she did, she's just okay. Like, okay, you did what you did. Congratulations. Love that for you. Sure. So that's her. Gary, that's my mom. Right. So I feel like when we're ranking this final two, I feel like some people could definitely use the argument. Well, Gary was all the way evicted and then he's in final two. So is that really, would this be considered a top tier? duo mm -hmm. at the end. And this is my thing. Gary, when it comes to... This is how I feel. When it comes to the overarching... His overarching game overall, including him making it to Final Two, because that's still a part of his game, I feel like he is just as impressive as a lot of these people who've made Final Two and Big Brother Canada. Even though he got evicted and came back. I feel like he had a very big underdog story, and I think that that really... Um, makes me 
feel a connection to his game a lot more. Honestly, I kind of like his game a lot more than a lot of other finalists in Big Brother Canada. I'm thinking through, and it's like, I love that Gary was this big underdog and he was able to make final two, even though he had to come back. It's like he was underdog. Of course he had to. Of course he had a lot of adversity. And I feel like he had so much adversity. He came back and then he still made final two. It's like, it's impressive to me. You just gonna have to be mad about it, I guess. I don't know what to say. And he did get, and he did get four of the seven jury votes. He did. So it's like, he really won. So I don't know what to tell y'all. So I, mean, I think, I, I think the I only neg would be him coming into the game so late. I mean, he came in basically back at like final five, right? Yeah, it was. At that five. point, it wasn't like I. The thing is, I, I never want to judge people too much. Like at the end of the day, based off the situation, he did what he needed to do. Like he came back in the game, he forged this relationship with Julian and Emmett. He he basically used that to catapult himself into the final three, it, you know, eventually mm-hmm. final two. So it's like a lot of people would have came back in this game and did not do that work. Yeah. Um, but you know, he actually did. And I feel like even when going home, he didn't go home because he was hated. He went home because people loved and respected him. They knew sitting next to Gary, it's probably gonna be hard, you know, winning the game. And I feel like mm-hmm. it just sucks. I, I wish I, I re- genuinely I- wish that BBK and five was a real all-star season because I feel like he's one of the few people like whose legacy definitely diminished that season. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the circumstance, like he went home pre-jury. I mean, like he went home pre-jury t- technically twice in BB history, mm-hmm. and it's just like I feel like he's definitely someone that could have been just like an all-time player. And BB kind of five kind of just I don't know, kind of the bad mm-hmm. taste of my mouth. He, he made know. jury on the first season. He made jury on his first season. He, he did, got he jury. Yeah, he got ninth, and then they voted oh, okay. between the first four jurors. Oh, okay, he got back. So he's but, that girl. He's um, that girl. But he went out but, and he can't Yeah, because like, that oh, was we backwards week. He went like, out and backwards week. That was weird. Right. We didn't get to see enough of him. That was weird. It was, yeah, I agree with that for BB Cam 5 for real. But I, and I think overall, I think another thing about Gary is Gary is like, to me, when I think of Big Brother Canada and, and some of the legends, Gary is just a legend to me. He was like one of the old, he's like the OG, really. He's the OG all-star. Like, he's the first person who was like, you're an all-star. You were on season one. You're the main all-star of season one. And that's why you were brought back for season five. I feel like, to me, I, when I see Gary, I just think OG. So, I guess when it comes to both of them in this final two, I I, I think it got to at least be camp for me. I think it, I think camp. Solid, a solid camp. I think it's a solid camp. I think Jillian's gameplay is definitely up there. And I think that rises then when it comes to the gameplay. Gary's wasn't bad. And I think both of them are iconic in their own right. But there's definitely some other final twos who are mothering it out, you know? This was a mother off, but for different reasons. Like maybe this was a daughter off. Like it was kind of like a, a, a sister off. A doll like, off. They were dolling. Yeah, it's like they were definitely offing, but... It wasn't. It wasn't two mothers for real, for real, for real. For real. Not like that. It was mother, but, uh, mother for the man. first season. Great final two for the first season. I will say. They, I agree. They started off with a bang. A woman and a gay man. Ooh. Gay black man at that. Gay black man. Y'all ain't doing it like this in America. Right. Know that. Now run that. Season two. Ooh, girl, was, they never gave it up like this in America. Not in this era. Season two was child, and I'm gonna be honestly. You're not gonna do so. You're talking about some. I'll be honest, y'all. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of Big Brother Canada seasons, but Big Brother Canada 2, I've seen most of it, half of it, and then not the other half. Not even most, half of it, and not the other half. Mm-hmm. 
And I can tell you who these two people were from a dog on the street. Like, I'm just being honest. I'm just being real. I'm being real, 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 real. I, I know one of them cut that. John asked. I can speak on John. I can speak on John because from my understanding from John is he allowed Miss Mother Netta to carry him to the fucking final three and then he cut her ass. And that's all I know about. It's very similar to BB Can Five. If you watch BB Can Five, Drew and Diane, uh -huh. that's exactly what this relationship is, almost to a T. Minus US they weren't a showman's on the show. Drew and Diane mm -hmm. was, but they became a showman's after. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, I guess it's not a showman because they're on TV, but you know, a mm -hmm. relationship has started, and it, it was definitely giving tension while in the game. Like I, I was not shocked that they got together after, but. Mm -hmm. I want to welcome Sabrina first because she's a girl. You've probably seen the clip where she's like, "You want good TV? I want to give you good TV." Like her, mm, I've like, seen her. She has a lot of arguments, doesn't she? She does. I've seen. I think I've seen a few, a few clips. I feel like, like Sabrina. She started off the game pretty strong because this was the season when they had that first five alliance. The first five people carried men. They got together and they linked up. Is she the one who snitched on them? Yes. So we see this. A oh lot God. She switched on the girls to them. So mm -hmm. we see this a lot of people the camera. The people come in. They're like, "Oh." This group, come on, let's stay together. We see this so much, but it almost never lasts. This time, it was actually lasting, and they were really shaking shit the fuck up mm -hmm. to the point where, like, Canada, it took Canada to step in, quite literally. Mm -hmm. But the big <laughs> thing, and this is what turned a lot of people against Sabrina. I know I did not like Sabrina after this week, because it was like the first five was the true allegiance of the game, but there mm -hmm. was a girls' alliance. So during Ica's HOH, you know, the girls were all working together. You know, Ica was leading with an iron fist. The, hall, the house was against Paul, but she didn't want Paul to go home. So it was just like, what are you doing? She was like, I want Heather out, which is another girl. The girl mm -hmm. was just like, why are we going after Heather? It was just a lot. But basically, everything that Ica was saying about the house, the men in the house, things like that, they went right back to the first five. So she mm -hmm. like Sabrina and her, her good girlfriend, Rochelle, exposed all of that shit. And basically, once that happened, of course, of course, with other things, the house turned on Ica. But at that point, the first five is in control of the game. Like, the first four weeks, like, they had complete control. And then Canada mm -hmm. got HOH. When Canada won HOH, they took out, like, the leader of the first five, and their power kind of went from there. Because, like, the string of HOHs was, like, Netta's structure. Netta kind of picked up the game Mm -hmm. and ran with it. And one of the people she picked up was John, which I will say, I don't want to shit on John too much only because it's like the same reason why you can't shit on Drew. Like, I can respect someone that was put in a position to where, okay, I'm part of this, like, first five thing. I can't remember if he was, like, in the alliance. He definitely was affiliate. He was on that mm -hmm. side of the house. And once they crumbled, he jumped ship. And he was Netta's loyal ally all the way up until the end. Like, from what I remember, there was no conversations about John wanting to cut Netta. That did not happen until it was literally at the decision-making time, like that, that week before it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think in that last minute, he just did what he had to do for the win. It was good. And it was I can't fault him for that. I think yeah. like this John as an overall player, though, it's like, you know, it's just that player. I mean, he's well-liked. People mm -hmm. want to invite him in. But mm -hmm. it's all about how you capitalize on that. And I think John does that well. Like, if there's an all-star season, mm -hmm. I think John could be set up really, mm -hmm. really well. Just, just socially, he's one of those people that everyone's going to be like, I, I don't see people worrying about him as a winner. And uh -huh. I don't see people being, like, scared of him. Because the person doing the heavy lifting and BB Can too was Netta. Was Netta. So it's like, he could definitely use that to his advantage and potentially win again. 
So during that time where Netta and John were like leading the charge, well, Netta was leading the charge, what was Sabrina doing? Because her whole alliance is gone. Or, or yeah, the, the just, just sitting there. They, they, really didn't, they really didn't deal with Sabrina and Rochelle at that point. Okay. Like, there's nothing to deal with. They're not, mm-hmm. We're not scared of them. They knew Sabrina couldn't win literally anything. Rochelle could win comps and she ended up going home because of that. But they okay. knew Sabrina was not going to be a threat. And that's why John... I think if anything that it should have done was made sure Sabrina weak ass wasn't there because he would have been forced It's just an obvious blaring, I'm going to take this. Like, this person is just so much weaker than you. It so. was so annoying because there was one week where, and at this point, I root for anyone who's in the minority. So I mm-hmm. hated, I hated Sabrina and them at first, but then when they got into the minority, I liked them. And then there was one week, I, I think it was against uh, Adele, uh, Sabrina, Heather, and Rochelle, no, not Heather. Sabrina, Rochelle, and Allison could have like voted together and saved him, but they didn't. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was a weird situation, but basically they did not mm-hmm. take advantage of that at all. And they ended up going basically back to back after that. Like mm-hmm. Allison went home, Rochelle went home. So it's just like she she like them as a group, and specifically Sabrina, she had a chance, I feel like, to get that power again. But it's mm-hmm. like it's very clear she wasn't just period that good. Like she's not that savvy she of a got, player. She quite literally only got taken the prom too because John knew he could beat her. She was very, very disliked. Okay, I see that. So in comparison to um Gary and Jillian, you feel like of these two, do you feel like both Gary and Jillian kinda are eating both of these two up? Or do you with feel like ease. Yeah. I think with ease well it, it, that's it, how it, I see it. it, it I don't because know I, I do respect John's game. I think that his game mm-hmm. is probably social game is probably better than both Jillian's and Gary's slightly. Mm-hmm. Maybe just overall in general. Because I do think Jillian and Gary, it's easier for them to be seen as threats. Like, John was yes. never seen as threatening during his season. And you would think this big guy, he can win. Yeah, people were really going to be like, he has to go, but that was never the case. Okay, interesting. So I, I think John, he, he probably... Looking at these two final that. twos, but I guess, okay, as a pair, John and Sabrina, this is this final two versus the Jillian Gary final two. Jillian Gary, I think, are both... Together. Way together, better. a stronger pair than the, these two as a final two. So I would definitely put these people below, these people, them below Jillian and Gary. But I, I, do, I have heard a lot of positives about John, and I do like I would argue that this might be. I, I would argue this is me, only because it's me for a lot of reasons. Like when I'm thinking of Emmy Camp One, I'm like, I mean, Jillian <laughs> ran the season the entire time with Emmett, and Gary is Gary. So yeah, and Gary, Gary like sadly three. made it to the end. And then when exactly. I think of you too, I think of Netta. I don't think Netta. of either of these two people. Only Netta. I think of I think of just and Netta. I, think. <laughs> I, I think of Netta, and then I know John Cutter, and it's like that's good for you, but. In general, it's like the two of the people who I feel like had a lot of influence in the game were in the final two with Gary and Jillian. And then these people, I think, were just, you know, you know, they make congratulations. So, yeah, that's kind of how I feel on that. Next is Big Brother Canada 3. That is Sarah and Godfrey. Two very well-liked players. I hear so much about Godfrey, and I hear so much about Sarah. Mostly a lot. I hear a lot about Godfrey. Um, so there's that on that. How are you feeling about Godfrey, though? <laughs> it's like a player rating. How are you feeling about Godfrey? Well, I, I mean, he played really good this week. Uh, no, 
I definitely like Godfrey. I see why a lot of people like him as a person. Like, I think he's kind of just that quintessential, like, underdog character. Like, I definitely, while watching Baby Can 3, never in a million years thought Godfrey would be in the final two. But I think that the type of game he played, it makes sense also why he didn't win it because he was just never kind of in that forefront as a major player. So I think like mm-hmm. throughout the season, no one was able to kind of respect what the, the minute moves he was doing throughout the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Sarah kind of had this duo with Brittany that was kind of just like the bane of like every majority of lines that season existence. Like they could not get out Brittany and Sarah. Like mm-hmm. week after week, Brittany could win an H uh, HOH or someone else with him a bigger threat. It just kept being like Brittany and Sarah, Brittany and Sarah. So when Brittany then goes and Sarah makes it to the final two, you know, she can kind of take credit for all of those moves. Whereas Godfrey is this lone wolf. Who is vouching for Godfrey? Who is telling mm-hmm. us that Godfrey deserves to win this game? Not really that many people. And I just think mm-hmm. that Sarah, like these are two underdogs, and I love that they both kind of make the final two together. But Sarah's strong, Sarah's story was just a tad bit stronger. I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I see that. I've heard from a lot of people about Godfrey that he was kind of like a, a savvy little floater, and people were saying people were saying he was, he's on All Stars, he could sneak his way to the especially in the Bob POC season. Ooh, Godfrey, Godfrey probably wins, and and that's Ooh, really what it is. Like he played a great floater strategy. He was mm-hmm. never an enemy in this game once, and he was able to move so effortlessly between. Okay, I'm working with Brittany and Sarah this week and Cindy. Okay, next week I'm here with um the the Alpha Bros, and then this yeah. week I'm doing this here. And he was also a player where it's like, for example, the big week where you know Cindy orchestrates the eviction against her showman. Mm-hmm. It's like Godfrey was a, a a pawn in that story where it was like I did not think that he would turn against the majority in that way, and he was so willing to go after the power, and then to be able to actively participate in it and then kind of go out like scotch Street. Mm-hmm. you know similar to john like there was never a time i recall godfrey being a threat and that was definitely yeah. the game he was trying to play he never wanted to come off too threatening he always wanted both these groups any side of the game to feel like they had him and they all did so mm-hmm. i think looking back going to the intricacies godfrey definitely probably should have won but at the end of the day <laughs> Sarah is mainly only there because of the coup d'etat, Chris. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't even have been next to her. And that's the difference. Without the twist, Sarah probably does not make fun too, but Godfrey probably still does. Probably still does, yeah. But who does Godfrey beat? I feel like Sarah's story is so... It it reminds me... It's just like the underdog story. Like, like I think of... I don't know. I kind of think of Rachel Riley for some reason. Um... But, like, if she would have made it to the end, because it's like you were struggling with your partner and y'all had to literally win so many competitions to make it to the end. And a little bit of help from, you know, a twist. But it's like, I, it's still like the story of Rachel or Taylor or these these underdogs it always seems to trump in Big Brother anybody else. Like, if you were an underdog for a while or if you if you were the one who a lot of people in the house weren't working with and people were targeting you and you make it to the end, it seems like that person always trumps even if the other person played better, or even if the other person played happier. It's like, Sarah's story, I feel, just seems more in your face than Godfrey. Godfrey is just like, you were, you were, you made it. But Sarah is like, girl, we were trying to get you out. You and Brittany were never in alliance. We never even wanted to work with y'all. And now you're here in final two. So I feel like that's, that's what happens with these underdog stories. Like, you really just end up getting the votes. It happened with Gary. Gary got the votes too. I feel like in, in, in both situations, it's like, you, you really going to get the votes if your, your story is it more is. impressive. 
Because the game is about so many things and, and someone's personal story, how they got there, it is it can be it can be emotional, it can be strong. And I think that's what Sarah was. And I feel like yeah. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but Sarah winning before the Canada, literally up until I'd say Xavier and Taylor winning, maybe 23, 24, I've never felt as satisfied ever mm-hmm. by a big brother winner. Never. I'm usually not satisfied. Yeah, like if I am, it's because I'm happy. Like Paul lost twice in a row. You know, it's not like I'm not genuinely <laughs> happy for Josh. No shade. I, I kind of was happy for Nicole, but it still was just like I'm more so happy that this man lost a little bit. Yeah, so it's like, exactly. it, like Sarah's win. It just meant, you know, it was like it meant like this is for the little people, and I and I hate yeah. that that coop kind of shat on that a little bit because for the girls who don't know. Uh, Sarah and her duo partner Brittany during week eight, they were nominated and they were set to go home that week. But the twist was whoever Canada chooses as have nots will have the opportunity to get a power. They chose Sarah and Brittany. Sarah and Brittany got the coup and they used it to nominate two of the opposing alliance and get one of them out that week. After mm. that, the HOHs went Sarah, Brittany. So, like, they really got on their ass nasty after that. Mm. But if Brittany, it would have been Brittany because Brittany was always a bigger threat. Sarah could have won that next HOH, but Brittany does not win that next one. Yeah. And Pilar goes home on that one that Brittany won. Pilar was a strong competitor as long as well as Ashley. They could have mm-hmm. easily, like the final two probably could have been an assortment of Ashley, Godfrey, Ashley, Pilar, Pilar, Godfrey, because they were just winning all of those competitions. So mm-hmm. a lot of people do, you know, put an asterisk on Sarah for that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's Big Brother. It's Big Brother Canada at that. Twist yeah. are a huge part of the game. And it, it does affect some people. And I mean, hey, I mean, and I'm kind of, I think like, I've grown in Big Brother to just accept the, not just Canada, but also US to accept that twists are just a part of the game. A lot of people say, well, uh, Taylor couldn't go home week one because Loma left. And, and what do you think of that? And Jag was evicted and Gary was evicted. And it's like, honestly, after some time has passed and now that honestly there's one that I care about um, who it is affected, I don't care about the twist anymore. That's just about a big brother. You're going to have to be mad about it. But it also it's just, I think it's just true. Rachel Riley has won her game. There's a lot of asterisks on that. Evil Dick has won his season. There was a lot of asterisks on that. Jag now. Jag now. Um, Taylor, they say the Paloma thing. It's like, and even I was having arguments about Derek versus Dan. And even in that, people were saying, well, if Derek didn't have the, uh, the, 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 what is it called? Battle of the Block twist. And I was like, well, Dan got to speak to a literal juror one on one. It's like, there's things every season that you could say were, in a way unfair or, or it influenced the game. But it's like, that's just Big Brother at this point. And I think it's just something we have to accept. I don't see a knock on Gary's game that much because he got evicted. And I don't see a knock on Sarah's game that much because she got a um, coup d'etat. Honestly, like they still won Big Brother. Like everyone had the chance and we technically can't take it away to get a coup d'etat. And everyone had the chance technically to come back. I mean, hey, it was just them. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I don't know. And like, and I will say, like I said, because I got what I wanted, we can't treat. I <laughs> definitely don't give a good Like I said, I wanted Taylor to win. I wanted Jared to win. So now I really because that's the thing. thing. But I also, I will also argue when I'm talking about Jordan's win and BB can, BB can, BB eleven. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jordan. I'm never bringing up the coup is the reason why Jordan wins, and you can yeah. do that, but. I don't do that. Like yeah, Jordan exactly. won because she is a good social player. I think that is a reason as to an attribute as to why she won. And I feel like mm-hmm. Sarah 
she had a lot of good qualities. She was always coming up with plans. She was always coming up with these ideas. And I think she was also good at just lowering her threat level. Like, at the end of the day, she was a threat. And she was never the one on the forefront. It's like, oh, we got to deal with Neha. We got to mm-hmm. deal with 50 ass. We got to mm-hmm. get Britney ass. Like, even, even mm-hmm. then, if the coup didn't happen, Sarah doesn't go. So then you don't know. Like, maybe if Britney mm-hmm. don't win, Pilar wins, they take out Godfrey. Maybe she can convince them to well, let's do an all-girl pound three. Why is Godfrey yeah. still here? You just never know. And she was, I just feel like, a a player in that way. She was scrappy. Mm-hmm. So where do you feel like they belong then? Because if we're saying, I mean, we see Gary and Jillian's in camp and we see John and uh, Sabrina's in mid, do you feel like they're in between the two? Or do you feel I like, do like they're, they're in between the two? I think they're in between the two. I, I do feel like they're teetering. They're on the cusp of mid. Uh-huh. But I have bias towards both of them as so players, so I want to put them in camp. I actually see, honestly, I kind of see camp. I feel like, and this is the thing about the word camp in general, I feel like there's an energy to it. And I feel like the fact that there's a black man and a nerdy a nerdy girl, nerdy woman, it's kind of similar to Gary and Jillian in a way. Like, this is a black man and a woman in Final Two. Like, that alone is Canada, a black man girl, girl, like, that alone is, is, and they get second very often. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, that, man. They're going to get second every day I'm seeing. But no, it's, uh, uh, that alone is camp. And everything is about you get. Identity. But, but uh, the thing about Big Brother is Big Brother is a game designed to reflect, um, you know, the real world. And it's very atypical for in the real world for a woman, especially one who's like nerdy or whatever she want to call herself, and then um, a black man to succeed. So that alone is just a little bit more camp, I, I period. So for me, I agree. I do feel like they're camp. They just they just are a camp final, too. There's nothing else to say. They just are. I'm very unexpected um, for the season. The, considering the, the alliance, like, I mean, Kevin, yes. Pilar, Zach, Bruno, <laughs> Ashley, these were comp beasts yep. of that season. Yep. And was in control literally since pre-jury. So it was crazy. Uh, now, like they, not they got their lick back okay. like the week that they took out Jordan Farhar, Cindy, mm-hmm. you know, show me. Like, they got their lick back then. No more licks. No more <laughs> licks. <laughs> um, who's not camp is... You can go ahead and leave them where they are. Yeah, I, I don't plan on moving these two. And, and well, the thing about Big Brother Canada Four, Big Brother Canada Four, it has good qualities, but it's like a fever dream for you. It's fever dream. It for me. does. It feels like it didn't really exist. I mean, yeah. walking back the main twist that season, they were bringing in these these uh, Universal Big Brother players. So we got Tim from uh, BB Australia, mm-hmm. and then what's her name? Nikki. Um, um, Nikki. Nikki, R.I.P. Sister mm-hmm. from uh, the Celebrity Big Brother UK. Uh, you know, Jace from BB5 was also an option. Yep, he was. An that would have been I remember that. weird. He looked, I remember seeing his a picture mess. and be like, who is this? But a it mess. was just, it looked like he wanted to be like Ken and from Barbie. It did, it did. Oh my god, in every way, it's <sighs> a hot ass mess. And I just remember, like, so the that's just along with already off putting, like, the casting choices were, I think, great. Like, I love me some Lavita, love me some Sherry. I, I enjoyed Maddie, she was a little annoying sometimes, but she was fun. Dallas, who ended up being on BB Camp 5, mm-hmm. I love me some Dallas. Oh, I was a pre jury, actually, but of course, yeah. Mother Cassandra, love me some Joel. I loved mm-hmm. everyone. But the eventual final two. Yep. 
And that's and I problem. even grew to love Kelsey this, a little bit. Like this, this final two is very like. This is I want to say this is the most unlikable final two of Big Brother Canada. Like they're not be you BB history. BB history, maybe. They're not rootable, really. Neither of them. Because Kelsey, I grew to like Kelsey as well, but Kelsey was very insufferable to me um in the pre-jury area. And it wasn't until she was in that little room with Levita and they were they were kind of bonding that I turned around on her and then she came in the game and ended up making final two. And I feel like I preferred a Kelsey win in this situation, but even Kelsey, I'm not a big fan of, and neither were the people in the in the game, which is why they didn't vote for her. I feel like even when it came to the skill set, no shade, of this final two, neither neither set of them are, you know, upper tier or even good, I would say. Honestly, yeah. when it comes to the game. Like the biggest move that Kelsey did was helped by production, because for the girls that are not aware. <laughs> She's also a player that was evicted and got brought back into the game mm-hmm. and made final two. Look at her, mm-hmm. right, Gary. But uh, what happened was it was kind of the first iteration of a quote unquote fake double for BB Can. Her and Mother Levita mm-hmm. were evicted from the game. Oh, I love Levita so bad. Oh, I love Levita so bad. Um, were evicted from the game and they got to go to this secret room for like a week and they got to this, they got to peek into the game. Like they Sometimes they would have audio, but most times they didn't. And you get to see, okay, who's talking to who? Who is literally yeah. aligned with who? So yeah. once Kelsey got back into the game, she used that information to take out one of the most strategic players that season in Mitch. Yeah. And and I will literally, say, man. I appreciate literally. that a little bit because one thing that um, Kelsey had, she had a power structure. You know, her, her showman, and then Raul was kind of like a little third. So mm-hmm. she used that to help take out Mitch. But in general... Like she herself as a player, it's like it's it's slightly similar to uh, Kayla, but she's just not as savvy as Kayla. Mm-hmm. Like, and I also think she doesn't have the full comparability either, and yeah. that really just doesn't help her because she's like a she's like a she lesser person, right? Like she was able to spearhead that move very dominantly, but after that, mm-hmm. her side was still disliked. I think mm-hmm. the good thing about her is that you know no one was really looking at her as just too much of a threat. Like, mm-hmm. once she kind of came back, it was mainly her boyfriend. Uh, I think it was his name, Jared? Jared, yeah. He mm-hmm. was kind of the one everyone was worried about. Raul, too, because he could win conflict. Like, people were not scared of Kelsey, and mm-hmm. it wasn't because they respected her. It was because they just... Yeah, they didn't like her, which is why she got voted out the first time. Um, And then after that, it was way more clear that her boyfriend needed to be the one who was targeted. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. And I argue it's the same with Nick and Phil to an extent. For the girls who do not know, so I think you need to know watching the camera because they do some crazy yeah. shit. Why do they I just hate this twist so bad? And I, I was gonna say I think it's kind of tea, but I just don't like people they did it with. So Nick and Phil are actual real life blood brothers. In the twist this season, they were playing as one player. So one week, one person will be doing all the competitions. The next week, the other person will be doing all the competitions. But they are one player. They have one vote. If they win HOH, they have one, you know, you get it. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them were good at the game. Like, I think people just kind of <laughs> ignored them. And yeah. they kind of, and then, by the, like, so much was happening throughout the season. Like, so many targets just came out. I mean, Dallas, Maddie, LaVita. It was target after target after target. So a lot of players, like, Cassandra, Joel, Tim, little savvier ones, they were kind of more able to kind of hide behind that. And you're going to have like Nick, Phil, and Kelsey, where I just think they were not threats because 
no one saw them as active because they're genuinely not the game. And then we got to the end game. I mean, they were really just winning everything. Yeah, they just won a lot of comps. And and they went Nick and Phil, Kelsey, Nick and Phil back to back to back going into the final three. Like, Mm -hmm. and then we have players like Cassandra, Tim, and Joel, who specifically Cassandra and Joel, I think, are very great, savvy players. Like, um, I would compare like Cassandra. Who I compare Cassandra to? Is she comparable? That's what I'm like, saying. She's I, wanna, I wanted to say Amanda Vanessa kind of, but I don't even know if I can fully say that. She's like a different, I feel like she's like an anti Ooh. version of it. I don't know. She's, she's kind of like, like an evolved Nicole from BB2, but definitely okay. just like a, a, a very dominant, strong female strategist for the game. Yeah. Joel, he's kind of like that Ian Steve archetype, but definitely. I think a way more intelligent and, and yeah. intentional with his moves. But when we get to this end game, they can't win the competitions. Mm-hmm. Right? They just cannot win the comp. So they won't. Yeah. And that was that. Like I remember being so sad because like Cassandra wins her first comp. The first time she won was because her dad came into the game and helped her. And she used that HOA to take out Jared, who was Kelsey's showman, but you still worry about Kelsey and Nick and Phil. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to top five and top six. They're the only ones winning everything. Yeah. Very unfortunate. But like we said, they're staying at the bottom chop. And that's that on that. I have no more thoughts. No more thoughts. Just shave. No no more thoughts. Just shave. (laughs) No more thoughts. Just shave. Next is Big Brother Canada 5. This should be Ika and Dimitri, but it is Kevin and Karen. Now. Uh, When you say it should have been Ika and Dimitri, that just. That would have been nasty. Should we talk about them? Let's talk about them. <laughs> Ika and Dimitri are just such the now they're mothers. They're still together. They're, they're mothers. mothers. They're mothers. Easy. 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 Great final two. One of the best. The best final two in Big Brother Canada history. Ika winning made so much since he ran the entire season. Beginning I've never end. seen someone run an entire season with so much just. Personality, finesse, mm-hmm. bigger. Like it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. she is such a polarizing and just you like you can just obsess yeah. on Ica. Like really I like it's like everything I would have wanted in a big brother player. A pretty bad bitch that's smart as fuck and mm-hmm. running them to the ground. Clock it. Clock it. Like it's just like and she's black. Like on top of that, it's the cherry on top. Like what else? What else can uh, she give me? Like she nothing. like without winning, and she won in my mind. <laughs> Not you really think talk about winning? She really my mama, made that season for me. It was she's such a like she is. I, I can't compare her. Honestly, really she's not can. terrible. She's she's one of, she's one of a kind, really. But to me, she's really like a stepping stone. Like what she did in this season to me felt like a stepping stone in Big Brother Canada history. It really mm. felt it was so important. Like this was like a a very put a pin in this in the entire history of Big Brother Canada. Like this is a memorable performance. This is one of the best performances of Big Brother Canada. What's interesting with Big Brother Canada though is that a lot of the I feel best performances. Don't be winning, or at least in this era, in this pre, this this era of the of the Big Brother Canada life. That happens a lot with women with in Meta and 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 and, and Ica, It's like the way they 
ran their season so strongly. And it's it's also probably because they're women. Like when it's yeah. a woman. Because Vanessa, <laughs> Amanda, Diane. Because I, I'd argue that Emmett, even though Jillian and Emmett were both equally good, I'd argue that Emmett had the most strategic um influence in the first season. And then Netta in the second season and then Ica in this season. And then it wasn't Kelsey or Nick and Phil in their season. So it's like I would argue like none of these seasons did the most, I feel, I guess, strategic person um really won and it's like how how i don't know a part of me that makes me itch part of it makes my ass itch it does that it, that i could lost i really wish i could won but she's not let's it talk sucks. about that it sucks who we don't uh, it also sucks that it came down to competitions because if i, if I recall correctly like i Dimitri could have like, played about a four hour video it was so yeah. random that and then also i was like girl like uh, because she won't come on to she too, didn't so win, I don't not, know what happened a, this season that she wasn't able to, but it's, it's whatever. But it's um whatever. Karen is here. Um, but no, that's not the um that was a that was a fake twist that they made up that they Oh, Karen, it didn't actually happen. He just actually lost to Kevin. But uh getting into the actual final too, and, and that that's what we need annoying. to get into. That's what we that was very annoying. Into. Let's start with Karen though, because I feel like it's gonna yeah, be a little bit shorter. I like I love Karen like the personality, but you know Karen the game player. Karen was just there to have fun. Okay, she was she was she the really oldest was. house guest that season. And a trend with people in Canada is that the oldest house guest goes home first. They send mm-hmm. them out real quick. So Karen, she won the first situation. She said, mm-hmm. "We're sending a man out, a big mm-hmm. strong man, mm-hmm. up out of this motherfucking game." And it was almost the Dimitri. It was almost huh. Dimitri, girl. But I love that she won the HOA. She took that control. And she was like, I'm getting one of these boys up out of here. Mm-hmm. I I did. What it showed me with Karen that first week is I think she's just slightly easily persuaded. Because I felt like she kind of went in with the motive. These vets. I mean, the, the bigger guys are, you know, the issue, I feel like, would have been the vets. But... I will say the more athletic-looking guys were all in the newbies. So, I mean, if the goal is to get like, a big, strong guy, it makes mm-hmm. sense. But it's just, like, you're also a newbie. And that yeah. first week, they were fully using Karen. Yeah. It was not we want to work with Karen. It was not we're going to include Karen in any actual deals or anything like that. We're going to use her. And they did so successfully. And, mm-hmm. like, after that first week, you know, she didn't, really, she didn't win any other competitions and the biggest thing throughout the season was her beef with Kevin. Now, entertainment-wise, loved it. I love that she made fun to as the oldest woman house guest that season because we have kept seeing them go home first or just so early. But I just feel like Karen as just a player, I mean, it's one of the reasons why she made our way to Fallen 2. No one was worried about yeah. losing to Karen. Point blank yeah. in the PP. I did. I feel like a part of me likes the fact that Karen made it to Fallen 2 because it's so rare when older the oldest house cats in the house does make it to the end of the game and i really like that and i do feel like she had a lot of like heart you know she 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 did want to play the game and i like that part about her too but like you said i just feel like mm-hmm. the reason you made it to the end no one really saw you as a factor and she wasn't really a factor she didn't really have any alliances she really didn't have any strong like like anything nothing nothing in her entire game i feel was was just memorable and I feel like that's the issue, and that's why she lost and why she was just easily taken to the final two. So that part sucks, but I think just her being the oldest house guest is what I find still a little bit endearing about her being here. It's just it's just cute to see. It's interesting to see. Love that for her, right. for sure. But and other then, than that, it's just nothing there. 
I, I like I like some like I like like one move I know for sure like it's the week where Kevin had one HOH he nominated Ike and Dimitri used Vito on Dimitri because he wanted to make sure Ike went home mm-hmm. and that's that week where Karen she got uh what's his name she got that one dude Dylan and she was like look we need to save Ika so we can use him to go after Kevin mm-hmm. and it's like I definitely see the idea in that. But then it's like but we're no. keeping Ika and Dimitri. But no. so it, it, one it, person it, it, that it, ends up taking you to pawn too. That's what like, I'm saying. I like how active she, or I like how yeah, like active she. She didn't give up. It was like Felicia. She, she wants to play. It was like Felicia. Like Felicia. Like Felicia. Like you're going to play at any chance, but it's like it's just not always good or effective or the right thing to do, honestly. And the, and that was kind of the the down. And I do think in the universe, Karen can win. It's just not sitting next to Kevin. Like if she Not makes you William, maybe even Dre, maybe yeah. even Dylan. Yeah. Karen wins this motherfucking game. Jackie. No one like Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Karen wins this game. It's just she yeah. was in a scenario where she was in the final four with the three four people, three game. people who are gonna beat the fuck out of her. She was never gonna win. Um Kevin, for me, and this is the thing, I kind of gotta separate my my feelings and my emotions, but for me, I've never loved Kevin. And I feel like, you know, Ika kind of ran this season in my eyes. And a she lot did. of Kevin's... It's not in it, your she, eyes. She that's did. a fact. Oh, say it. No, 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 that's oh. no shade at all. No, it she, is a fact. If she, she, she did that Ika ran this season to the ground, she is UBCAM 5. And Kevin... You weren't paying attention. Kevin benefited from knowing the competitions very well. Yeah. And he was able to study, literally, study the competitions to where he would be able to win the competitions when he needed to at the end of the game. But throughout the entire game, Kevin did not have control. He didn't even have control when he was HOH or when he was holding the veto and using it on Ica. Ica still had control at that point because she was making you use the veto on her, baby. Like, it was it was never really... I feel like it was never really a point where I could genuinely say Kevin was, was actively, strategically moving parts in this game. It was simply just him winning the competitions. He had his relationship with William. Um and he had his relationship with what is that man named Bruno? Turn out to help him. William that didn't turn out to help him. Yeah, his relationship with William and his relationship with Bruno. Like these were things that were keeping him safe for the time being. But other than that, when he became a target, he was always a target, but he just started winning the competitions more so. And it's like that was kind of his game. And it's like I feel like the part that makes it less impressive is the fact that we know he studied the competitions. To me, it's like, well, that's just, that's lame. Right. I, I don't not, know. And, and that sounds cheap, but that's how I feel. I don't think it is. Like, it's not comparable because we, we've said this argument before. Like, Jag and Tyrell, who won Weekend 11, like, yeah. if they did not win those competitions, they would have been out of the game. Kevin uh-huh. is the exact same way, but he has a prior knowledge. Like, he sat, he got a book. He studied them. He came up with strategies on how to win all of these competitions because Big Brother does not change their competition. So mm-hmm. it's just a little bit. And then different. he didn't play any. It felt like he didn't play any part of the rest of the game. Like but, he was only social with two people. Felt like like yeah. you didn't make any other allies or friends like that. It was just like not successfully. Think, like you did nothing think, else successful but win comps. No shade. His and his, that's the thing too. Dan and Cody are not the only. BB Legends who got on the trailer and flopped. Kevin is in that Kevin, Kevin got on uh, the trailer. You better wake that up. And he did not do well. And it's because similar to, I think, a Dan, Kevin is never necessarily the best kind of like socially. Like, 
he's good. Like, for example, so MVP Camp 5, mm -hmm. like, the main setup was the newbies versus the vets. Yeah. Once the vets kind of started turning on each other and breaking up, and Ika took Dimitri and started running basically the other half of the game, you know, he was an immediate target, but he wasn't in the forefront. We had to worry about Bruno. We had to worry about Nelly. Get her out of here. Mm -hmm. Sydney can win competitions. So, but by that point, he was up until that point, he was kind of just in the group. And then after that, he was just flailing. And mm -hmm. I do respect, like, I don't like, I have my own feelings about personally how he uses William in the way he did. Mm -hmm. But on the game level, it worked out. That was a week he was mm -hmm. nominated and Vito got used on him because of that relationship. But mm -hmm. I think you are right in a way. Like, a big aspect of this game is the social part. And I just feel like he really didn't have that at all at some point. Like, no one really necessarily liked him. He was just beasting it out because he was able to study for these competitions. If he didn't get mm -hmm. to study or if the comps were different, he probably would go home. Mm -hmm. And what was Kevin's first season? Three? BBK and three. And it was the same and that season. I was like, going to say, like, a part of my, like, another part is it doesn't seem like you improved. Like, from what I know from BBK and three, it seems like he just did the same he thing. Because he was disliking BBK and three at first, too. And mm -hmm. what happened? That, and that's what ended up getting Neha out. Remember, because the house didn't mm -hmm. like Kevin because he seemed shady. But he heard the girls in the bathroom talking about going after the guys. Mm -hmm. Kevin shared this information. One at your age took out Neha, and then kind of just like the aura of the house after that is we're all against Brittany, Sarah, yeah. other Johnny, uh, you know them. And he yeah. kind of just you know got into a show with Pilar and just kind of went into that group. And it was crickets until he went home. Mm -hmm. Even him coming back in the BBK five, I was shocked because he's a player that has a lot of potential. That I, but you know, it just never fully is expressed, and I feel like we still see that in BBK five. Like mm -hmm. a main reason why he won is because he was next to Kevin, and mm -hmm. he was able to get those competitions to get there. But it's like we yeah. talked about how impressive is that if he's able to study for them. He reminds me of James Ryan from BBC. James Ryan is a good example. He's like. You have the potential to be a savvy player. And it's like you you can tell like how much they it seems like kind of want to be the savvy player, but are you really yeah. no shit? There were a lot of things that he was trying to come up with and do when we can't five that mm -hmm. were not gonna go anywhere. And I mean, if you don't if you if you act like if you watched it and you feel like there are all these other reasons, but please let me know. Cause I feel like the fact <laughs> that he won HOH, won Vito in the same week used it in hopes like that he could get out the other half of the showmans and then they both stayed. That's silly, isn't it? Couldn't could never be thing. one of one of the best players in my in my could I'm sorry. Never be. But um, could okay never be. so in comparison to these other ones, let's start at the bottom. I would say Definitely I would higher put them than above so. these two. Yes. Definitely higher than those two. Now these two comparable maybe Below. I'm fine with keeping him after below. I am because yeah. I think that Sabrina and Karen are a little bit more comparable, and I mm -hmm. think that John eats Kevin. Yeah, I think so too. That's exactly how I feel. So right there, perfect. Good for me. Perfect. <laughs> you can keep this trash too. <laughs> Next is girl, and they're going right to where they belong. I'm so sorry. I mean, what are they? Mothers, mother, icons, mother, queens, mother, legends. Mother, mother, parents. There's not much more to say other than the fact that they're mothers. I feel like what I love. I'm sorry, I just hopped right into it. But what I love about this, this a great title season. too so much, 
other than the fact that it's two women, there's so much I love because I love that it's two women. I love that they're both mothers. I love that they're the baddest bitches in Big Brother Kind of History. I love all of that. But other than all of that, I really love the duality of it all. Like I feel like when you talk about final twos and and, and what they can encompass. I feel like if we're ranking the final twos and what they represent and what they encompass, to me, right now in my mind, they're the top tier because I feel like the ways you can play this game is either, not either, but two of the main ways you can play this game is the way Kayla played it by very much so with an iron thumb. I'm going to run this shit. I'm running my showmans. I'm winning these comps and I'm taking these bitches out. Or you play like Paris where you're, look. I'm just not going to be a target. I'm going to make sure I'm not a threat. And I'm going to make sure I slide my way to the end of this game. And I feel like they represent what Big Brother is in their own right, very much so. And I just love that they were the final two. And I just really love them. Dr. Will and Nicole, BB2. With Dr. Will and Nicole, because Nicole Sheffridge was really the the iron thumb very much so Kayla and Nicole are very similar honestly in the in the sense that they were like so I feel like di they didn't really care to be running the game the way they were running it I feel but like they just did it unapologetically and they knew they was eating it up and they moved along and I feel like with Paris Paris and Dr. Will are very comparable and for many reasons because honestly I feel like both of them were in a way at the mercy of the person who was running it. Like Paris had to just sacrifice her allies because Kayla was eating it up so much. And then she ended yeah, up at did, the end. It, and it's like, I feel like both of them are they're very comparable situations. And then Paris ended up winning and Dr. Will ended up winning. It was like very comparable. But um, and I, I really, I, I loved it too, because they were in the first lines of the season. I can't remember the name, but it was uh, Jesse Paris, Mm -hmm. And Kayla and her showman. I can't remember his name right now. Derek. Derek. And mm -hmm. they were in this alliance and like they kind of stayed in it throughout the game. But Kayla but and Paris really. both knew. They yeah. fought each other. Yeah. But it's just so cute that they came with the first line and they're in Ponto. And then also, I always remember Paris saying preseason, I'm going to win this game. I'm telling y'all, I'm winning. She did. And then the bitch went here and like it won it. I, I, what I love about Paris, specifically about her game too, is that. A lot of people want to play this under the radar, behind the scenes. And she kind of wanted to be more of that, too. Like, she kept coming up with these strategies that she wanted to have happen if the right person won. The right mm -hmm. person never won. You know, no, she no. had her allies in, um, 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 what's her name? What's her what name? What's their names? Oh, my God. Let me look them up. <laughs> uh, I got it right here. William and Maddie. She got those two people all the way into Final Five with her and the showmans of Kayla and Darren. And what a lot of people fail to do is they maintain safety for themselves, but not their group. These mm -hmm. are two set votes. These are two set final twos that are going to take her to the end. They're going to keep her in this game that she can control if she wins HOH. And she made sure that in the plans, in the strategies that she did with that were actually successful, that Maddie and Will were included in it. It was like a package deal, but Paris mm -hmm. was never the bigger threat out of it. No one was scared of her, but that's because of the game that she wa she wanted them to perceive her in that way. So I just think that was really, really savvy. Like, I mean, her big move, which is really the game-winning move, is when she went to Kayla and Derek, the big force in the game, the people winning all of the competitions, and she made that deal to where when a triple eviction comes, if you keep us safe, we keep y'all safe. The mm -hmm. entire trio, bitch. And you would think, I mean, that's not going to work. You're trying to promise safety for a whole group. Bitch got it the fuck done. They yeah. went into Final Five. And even though 
she lost Maddie and Will. Those are two mm -hmm. buffers. So yep. if they did win, she'd be in final two regardless. They didn't win, she still got the final three. And mm -hmm. she was able to prove herself in the eyes of the jury by winning those last two competitions. And mm -hmm. I think that's where it definitely comes in at with Big Brother, especially modern day Big Brother. You can't not just win no HOHs. Kevin did it. It's very rare. You have to mm -hmm. win some level comp. So in that end game, she really just put the cherry on top. What bitch comp here, comp here. Mm -hmm. Like, because Derek and Kayla were seen as this unstoppable duo that everyone was just like, oh, we're tired of them. Because mm -hmm. Derek, Derek and Kayla had been a threat since pre-jury. It was just a situation where too many people were targets in front of them. We like yeah. Kayla and Derek. We don't like Hamza. Jesse's a problem. Veronica's mm -hmm. a problem. Marin. Ali and Olivia became doing. a problem randomly. Right. And mm -hmm. people were like, like I remember Erica, Johnny, they were like, we can just use Kayla yep. and Derek. And then what happened was Kayla and Derek started winning shit. And I remember <laughs> it was the powers to be were kind of like Erica and Johnny, Kayla, yep. Derek, and Paris had her structure. You got Alejandra doing shit. Like there were so many factions this season. Such a great season. Watch BB Can 6. Great season. <laughs> but um, Kayla won the HOH. This is right before jury, I believe. And the twist is America can save one of the house guests at eviction. They end up saving Ryan. And right then and there, she had to renominate. She ended mm -hmm. up renominating Erica, the front mm -hmm. runner of the season, the most loved of the house, literally the person she's in an alliance with. Because mm -hmm. Erica had to go. And from that point forward, Kayla took that shit and ran with it. Her and yep. Derek really was just beasting through and winning every fucking thing. Like, it was mm -hmm. so iconic. And in the week where they didn't win, they still didn't even take Kayla out. She was literally nominated next to Alejandra and stayed yeah. that week. In a week where she really should have been the one going out, but it's because she also, she kept that allegiance with Paris in those two votes. Like, so it's mm -hmm. like they both really used each other yeah. to get to front of two, even though they hated each other <laughs> the entire time. It's kind of similar to Juna Alice in a way, where it's mm -hmm. like, bitch, we don't even like each other, but girl, we had to get here. Yeah, it is. I love the thing I love about this final two the most is like specifically Paris winning, I feel, is when I'm thinking of a lot of these other BB Cam winners so far that we've rated, a lot of them I have an asterisk by, whether it's rightful or not, like in the back of my mind, even though I don't I don't I feel like I don't heavily um include it. It's still like with Jillian, mm, Gary got them votes. With with Sarah, mm, there was that coup d'etat. With Kevin, girl, you have to study. Like Nickville, who are y'all? So it's like for me, Paris was the first winner that I felt like you bodied this. Like you did exactly what you needed to do and you made it to the end and you won. Like I really respected her. And honestly, this final two, it was like two of the like best players in the game. Like the two best players in the game really like made it to the end of this game. And I really, really love that for this. I don't know. I just felt I just I, I feel like this final two really encompasses. A final two for me. Like, and it's also know. an example of women women ran this season down. Women, like, women that season that they had to do a segment at the finale. Like, y'all mm -hmm. ran it. Mm -hmm. And usually when it's a woman ran season, a man still doesn't look like it ran. Mm -hmm. So I love that women ran it and a woman ran at the end with a woman final two. Like they ate it and they deserved mm -hmm. it. It wasn't on some oh, people always try to say, oh, they only was another woman because they're a woman. It wasn't on none of that. Mm -hmm. These two badass bitches that got the final two on their own. I, mean, I, I love them to win. I love the layers to, to both of their games. I feel like, I don't know if after BB Can 5, there was like a new element added to Big Brother Canada, but I feel like every season after this, 
these the final two has like a little bit more layers to them because I love how immediately I remember seeing when Paris got in that alliance with the showmans, her and Jesse, and then Derek and Kayla. I remember thinking, oh, she's just gonna stick with them. And it was very early on that she was like, let me go over here with Maddie and William and get them right. on my side. And not even just over here, it was like a room thing. And she would a lot of times hang out with the other room too. Yes. And it's like Paris did a lot of like, the, it's, it just gave, these are extra steps. Like I love these extra steps. That a winner doing. would do. That a winner would do. And I really, I really, really felt like this was, ooh, like this season was a shift in Big Brother Canada for me. I feel like every season after this, it had, it had a lot of an intense, like strategic, final two or finalists or someone who really had a big impact on the game for from here on. So period. Let's get into it though. Because next is I think I think it's the more mothers, Lee. What do you think? They might be men. Uh, but so they, male mothers? Hers. They have to go after the biological mothers. I'm sorry. Of course. It, it, I'm, uh, duh. But these are definitely two mothers. Fathers. Dad. Uh, fathers. I'm so sorry. These are definitely two fathers. Very, very back to back heavy hitter final twos. All four of them need to be in the house together. Right now. This oh. Ooh, Actually, Make this the cast. Make this the cast. Make this the cast. Right. Right. Is that 16? And honestly, it's enough. It's literally equal men, women and men. Oh my god. You That's a gag. This needs to be the cast. Girl, that would literally. be a bloodbath. Literally. We got the more people we need. I ain't Sabrina and Karen final two. <laughs> these, these next couple of... Uh, these next couple of seasons, we, we need some of them too. But hey, this, this, this is cute. Um, Anthony Dane. So I guess we can talk about Anthony first since he didn't win. With Anthony's game, it was very, uh, very. I had, before I had watched the season, I had heard a lot about it. And a lot of people were like, that's like, you need to watch Anthony's game. That's that nigga. He's the puppet master for real, for real, for real. And I remember watching and thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to keep my eye out for Selena. And at the beginning of the game, he was more so, he's in his little four-person alliance. They recreated the, um, what is that structure? Oh, I almost said the cookout structure. Well, it is. What the fuck? Yeah, they recreated the cookout structure, but really they were recreating the brigade. And it was the four men. It was them, Mark, and Adam. And they were all having their little parachutes. And I remember seeing that Anthony had a lot of parachutes. He was parachuting some of the other people's parachutes because he had a lot of different people who really trusted him, I feel like, the most of this four-person group. It's just a lot of them were going home very early on. Eddie, Mama, what's that girl name? Kaylin. Um, and then the only person who I feel like really stayed that he had developed a bond with was Kira. And he kind of created that bond over time with Kira. Initially, it was really like Eddie, Mama Kayla, and 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 what is that boy name? Eddie. Yes. It, it was a lot of the people who went home pre jury And then Maki, Kaylin. Maki is his name. That's what I was thinking of. So he had developed a lot of relationships with them. They went home pre-jury. And then when we went into the jury, it was kind of a lot of Adam's people. He had Adam had um, his showmats and her best friend. And then Dane had Estefania and her best friend, Kiki. Yes, Kiki. Um, Mark didn't have nobody. And then all Anthony, Anthony didn't have nobody initially. And then he kind of made Kira his, I remember. And it's like he had to grab another person to be his number. But I feel like one of the only negatives I had is that all of these people who he had great relationships with, it, they he allowed them to kind of go home. And he still had good relationships with the people in the house. And he created Kira and made her his son, his daughter. But um, I feel like that just 
might have just not been enough because when it came down to the jury votes, your people wasn't here. It was all of Dang's people. I mean, he lost jury. unanimously, which I think is crazy. They really went in on a, a collective. That is crazy. Round. And, but I, I, and I, think, I don't fault him too much for that only because Anthony is someone who was not a fan of the game coming in. So at those earlier weeks, he was picking up the game. <laughs> so I, I don't fault him for realizing too late, okay, these mm-hmm. are some of my people. Because him having that good social game with everyone, it still got him that problem too. Like there yeah. was never a real time when Anthony was like really in any real danger. And mm-hmm. I think and that's really the issue. It's kind of like how Godfrey was. And I mean, I think we haven't gotten to him yet, but Braden is kind of the same way. Like it teeters the line of okay, you're maintaining safety for yourself, you're working behind the scenes, but are they seeing that? Especially mm-hmm. if it's next to exactly. someone else. And in this case, it was next to Dane, who, I mean, just from the beginning, was always someone that people really, really just enjoyed and gravitated towards. And I remember the first time I noticed he was that nigga was he also, other than Kira, he made a really good relationship with Corey as well. So he had kind of Corey and he had kind of Kira. And I remember he was using Corey very much so. Corey won HOH and he was like, I need to take out one of Adam's people. So he convinced Corey to take out Sam, who she was really, really cool with. Corey was very close to Sam, Adam, and then on the other side, she was close to um, Anthony. And I remember Anthony was able to convince Corey that Sam and Adam were playing her, which they were not, and for her to take out Sam. And that's exactly what she did. She didn't even take out Adam. She took out Sam. He made sure of that. And it's like, he controlled her entire HOH. And then the next week when she was the target, he manipulated Mark into making sure she wasn't the target. And it wasn't be, it wasn't until a twist happened. Adam won a third nominee twist that Corey, who was one of his numbers, went home. And it's like, if that situation didn't happen, he probably would have had an even another number in the end. And maybe that would help Dane go home and him being in a problem too with someone else. And he could win. But it was it was very situational, but that happened. And then later on, when um, Kira won HOH, he won Kira's HOH. It's like he he really did a lot of manipulating that. Someone who has never seen the show for them to do that was very impressive. But yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think they definitely deserve a father. <laughs> I would love to see both of them play again. I feel like Dane is definitely like he's someone when you see him and how he acts, you don't think that he's someone who could be savvy at this game, but he yeah. understood the importance of. Keeping your people, keeping people who like you, and then could you can you explain? Cause I always fuck up when I explain the final four move that he did that kept him in. Was it final four? It was final four. Five. It was final five. So at final five, it was Adam, Dane, Anthony, Kira, Adam, Dane, Anthony, Kira, and Mark. Mm-hmm. Anthony and Mark were in a in a agreement with Kira. So it was Anthony, Mark, and Kira on one side, and they were agreeing to take out Adam and Dane. So what happened was Adam and Dane got nominated, and then Adam won the veto. So that just left Dane, and it was an agreement that Dane was just going to go. We're all three against them. But what happened was Dane was able to convince Kira and Anthony that he should have stayed over Mark. Specifically Anthony, because Anthony was the one voting whose vote he needed. So Dane and Anthony had had a relationship this entire time, and they had made a final two in the past. And Dane basically was like, when we made our final two, I I was serious about that. And he basically reconvinced Anthony to be his final two again at this moment after they had split ways. And that's what caused Anthony to vote for him to stay. And then eventually, Dane and Anthony both ended up making it to final two. And it's like, it's a double-edged sword, because Dane genuinely did take Anthony to final two. But also, it's like, 
he beat your ass. Yeah, so was, it was Dame convincing Anthony, and it's like, damn, you convinced the other he yeah, nigga in charge. And, and so he, he really ate that. Like he did. I just think I think what, what makes it so easy to be like, oh, like he's not using me like this is because how he comes across. We're like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And he does that on purpose. It's so purposeful, but yeah. Yeah, he I'm definitely the goofy, fine. the goofy jock. Don't don't yep. don't, um, don't be scared of me. And he wins I you respect, I respect quotations alpha men like Dane a lot more because it's like at least I don't know. I feel like things he do, he does is so intentional. We know he's playing up the goofy dog and he's actually very, very strategic. And I feel like a lot of other times it's like they're only a little bit strategic or not even that strategic and they're not playing anything up. That's just who they are. Like Dane was doing very things very intentionally the whole time. So I really did like that about him. Boom. Next we have Big Brother Canada 8 didn't happen. Well, it kind of did. But we have Big Brother Canada 9. These are interesting. Bro, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, know we should be biased, but I'm thinking mother. <laughs> no, I mean, probably what you okay, 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 call okay. it broke. It would definitely be last in mother. I would say after Kayla and Perez and after Anthony and Dan. I would I but. definitely would either put them camp or mother. I'm not on mother just yet. I'm not sold on mother just yet. Okay. I feel like and let me say why. I feel like compared to the other mothers. It's like, ooh, it seems like it's a gap for me. So maybe top of camp. I think I think for me it's top of camp. But let me check it out because I might change my mind. Hold on. Okay, okay hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, and you uh, watched her live. So you definitely I watched her live. You got the connection to it for real, for real. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about Brayden or uh, let's talk about I Brayden. do I do wanna talk about Brayden a little bit because I just want to know a lot of people definitely try to discredit Brayden. Like I I personally thought while watching like, I was confused that he did not win. I felt like some of Tyshawn's just jury management towards the end was mm-hmm. crazy. And if we're looking at a lot of the previous winners, like, it seemed like Tyshawn was just pissing people off. Like, mm-hmm. like these jurors, like, I'm saying, yeah, they're very open and honest. So I just thought, like, Braden would kind of just get kind of like that moral respect factor. Like, I thought he had fully lost um, Beth's, Jed's votes. And I knew that uh, Braden for sure had, what's that one lady? Tara. At the end, mm-hmm. I thought he could have had Victoria a little bit. I thought he mm-hmm. may have had Tina. I was shocked he didn't get Rohan, like, because mm-hmm. he actually had that relationship with him. I just think that, you know, he started off the game. It wasn't necessarily in the best position, and he also didn't seem to be that understanding of how the game worked. But I think Braden's game, like, once you see it progresses, you understand what he was doing the entire time, which mm-hmm. was ensuring safety. Like, I think yeah. one of the biggest things was linking up with Tyshawn. Like, this was not fully Tyshawn using Brayden. This was a mm-hmm. mutually beneficial relationship. It's very, as you see, like, he started off being best friends with Austin. Then he mm-hmm. moved into a relationship with Victoria. Then mm-hmm. he moved into a relationship with Rohan. Then he moved into a relationship with Tyshawn. Yeah. That one got him all the way to prom, too. So it's like he kept replacing that number one. He kept replacing, okay, now you're my number one. Okay, now you're my number one. And I think they all kind of saw him as the vice versa. They all went to Braden first. They had an idea they went to him. So I just think it definitely shows that he's someone that's good at realizing his position and knowing that he needs to kind of just have someone on his team, like to have people like protecting him in a way. Yeah. And I do think that that was intentional on his part. And a lot of people just try to like discredit that as, oh, Tyshawn was using him. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not what that was. I think he's, I, I agree. And I think he's I'm like, very... maybe Tyshawn thought, sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe you Tyshawn did. thought he was fully using Brayden, but Brayden was also using It was Tyshawn. mutual, for sure. I think 
like you said, his his biggest thing is self-preservation. It kind of reminds me, it's kind of hard to think of an example, but I guess a little bit like Bunky, like you're mostly, I feel like he's mostly, he's mostly self-preserving. And I feel like that was a part of his his issue a little bit. Like, like Josh. And, yeah. But I feel like the issue with Brayden, I feel when it came to the jury votes, and I think the reason Tashawn got him over Brayden is because I think on a general scheme, even though he was making sure he wasn't targeted by anyone, his relationships overall were not that strong. I feel right. like he made strong one-on-one relationships with the specific people. But um, overall, I just think it was a little bit more of a vague we're not going to target him and we don't have no beef with him. And I feel like that was his problem. And I think it's probably because he, I don't know how much of the game he knew. It, it seemed like if he would have knew a little bit more or studied a little more of the game, he would have knew to make more deeper connections with each person. But I think it was more so like, oh, we're cool with Brayden. But it's right. like, I think that was where it kind of stopped for a lot of people. And with Tashana, I think he had a lot of shooters in that jury people who were ready to actually defend because because when he, when you get a group of people in the jury house even though rohan had a one-to-one -one relationship better with brayden than tashan it's more than that and if there's people in the house all like bitch tashan ate this up what are you talking about like what is rohan gonna think like he already is like oh, well maybe so you know and his relationship with brayden isn't strong enough for him to go to back for him in a way and i think that was the issue i think that's what ended up happening with brayden is he just didn't have those people shooting for him in the jury the way he needed to. But um, he still Tashan, did play a good game. He is underestimated. Tashawn, by the end, just definitely had the stronger game. I think he he just did a lot more as an active member of the game. And I feel like that's kind of where it comes into it. I just mentioned it with Anthony Godfrey. If you're playing in that way, it's the respect factor that you have to garner. And I feel like Brayden, he was really never in a position to garner that. Because I will also say – even if he was using Tyshawn to get to the end, you have to worry about the perception. And I feel like a mm -hmm. lot of the moves that he was doing towards the end could just look like, oh, yeah, you're, you're just and, doing and, what Tyshawn wants. And they weren't in tandem. Like, they were working together, but it's like, it's it's in a, Tyshawn is in the um, above, the dominant position. So when you're working together with someone, but one of the persons in the dominant position, it just seems like they're doing it. They're doing just, it. It's literally, it quite literally, is like how we talked about earlier. It's a regular showman. It's the the woman yeah, and the man. Yeah, people, that's what it, it is. It's the same thing. Like they're not going to affect the feminine energy in the situation. They mm -hmm. everyone wants to give the credit to the male, and it's very exactly. Annoying. But very, it's that, like, is, that is very true. Because and I, I but you like also you exactly, gotta account for that. Like you exactly. You really have to. You really have and to. And I work. feel like Brayden didn't really put that. Like if he put that in his final speech, like baby, y'all think I'm sitting here because he used me. Maybe I used him. I yeah. knew exactly what I was doing when I joined up with him, and I yeah. did this for me. You know, and I feel like he yeah. didn't really argue it that way. And, mm -hmm. I, and I'm thinking about like how to like how to like put their games on paper. Tashawn just has so many more bullet points that could be named throughout that I think a lot of people could definitely come to the conclusion that he deserved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tashawn's game was very was very strong because he had um, he was the head really in the center of the main alliance that was created at the beginning. What the fuck was it called? The Sunsetters, whatever it was called. Sunsetters. That's such a cute name. It is cute. He had, he was in the he was in the head honcho position very early on, and then when the alternative alliance was made with everybody else. He still was able to not be really taken out. Like they didn't even, they got created and then they didn't take anybody out. That's what happened. So the Sunsetters still had a lot of the, the numbers. And the only time they had a hiccup was when Victoria won HOH and she took out Latoya. But Victoria had such a great relationship with Tashawn and Jed that it didn't matter because she wasn't going to take out Tashawn and Jed. And really that led to the jury being filled with 
people who were in the Sunsetters, like Kiefer, who was um, had a greater relationship with Tashan, Beth, who had a greater relationship with Tashan, Jed, who had a great relationship with Tashan, uh, Victoria, who had a great relationship with Tashan. It's like he was able to develop really good relationships with each of them, I feel. So that's why even in the jury, when his management wasn't the best, it was kind of like, that's my brother doing this to me. It's kind of like, at this point, we're literally brothers. That's and brother. you're you're taking me out. And it's like, you're yeah, I'm mad at you because you took me out, but I'm still about to be winning. That's my nigga. I, I and that's, I think that's the energy it gave with Kiefer and Jed specifically, for sure. If they was better, I wouldn't have been mad about it. Kiefer definitely not. Yeah. Just Kiefer. Like, Tyshawn, when he did flip, it was to save Kiefer a little bit. So Kiefer definitely can't get mad. But Jed and Beth, I would, I'm shocked that they were not just bitter because the mm-hmm. way this man turned on them, I have to mention it every time. It would make me think this man needs to get checked into a mental facility because the way <laughs> it was a complete 180, it was yeah. like he hated it. Was cold. I'm it like, was do you cold. hate this girl? What happened? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's like it's that realization of like, I need to separate how I feel about them from what I want. I want to mm-hmm. win this game. And I can't mm-hmm. win this game going to the end with the showman necessarily. It's just not in the cards. But the way he just like it was scary. Especially it was scary. It how he presents himself. He's a very happy-go-lucky dude. You don't think he's thinking about the game on that level. And to know that he is and the lengths that he's willing to go. Like, mm-hmm. people, loyalty to a lot of people is over everything. Like, there are yeah. people he who was cutthroat. will he was sit in cutthroat. that game and be like, I have to go to, like, like a good example with Hannah Tiffany. Like, Hannah is a very smart player. And she was like, I don't know if I can cut Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Even though I want to win, because loyalty is a big thing. Like I don't think I could cut Pharaoh. I'd be mm-hmm. like, I'll send in. If he wins, he wins. You know. But mm-hmm. the fact that he was like, "Fuck loyalty, bitch! I want the money, honey." Yeah. Like it's and and, and a part of it was because he felt like Jed was going to start taking Beth instead of him, which I think was a possibility. Definitely. So it, it helped him shift. He tried. He used Vito on the girl. Yeah, it helped him shift his uh perspective, and I think. Honestly, that help was good, and it was it was more so him realizing it. And I, you know what I was going to say? The reason I think the Braden relationship is so much more Tyshawn heavy is because Tyshawn had the upper hand. He chose to no longer work with Beth and Jed, and then he and then he instead worked with Braden um, as his number one. And it's kind of like, dang, you like was going to go to end. You had a in, you had a set final three, and you were probably going to win against Jed in this final three. And you chose to let them go and just just work with Brayden. Brayden had no choice. Brayden didn't have a choice. Tashawn chose Brayden, bitch. Um, and I feel like that's why it seems a little bit more active on Tashawn. So it's like you could have just went with the group you was with this whole time. True. And, that's and, and, and you just you went out of your way to take out these people because they were threats, including Kiefer. You ended up taking out at the end after after you took them out. And then you went with Brayden to the end, and Brayden was your genuine final two after turning on your entire sunset. He was Brayden wasn't even in the sunset. It's seven niggas in it, and none of them did he end up taking. And it's like it's 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 very interesting gameplay. Like, and it also shows Deshaun's like it's risky too because you could turn on all those risky. people that you were in this close relationship and alliance with, and they still vote you. That's yeah. risky. Yeah, a lot of people would not have voted. A lot of jury probably would not have voted Tyshawn. Mm-hmm. The, in the way he did it, see you in jury, mm-hmm. Beth. Yeah. And I think he had to have like I would hope he had an awareness of the fact that they were still going to vote him. Like I think he knew Jed and Kiefer were still going to vote him regardless. I don't know if he knew about Beth or or whatever. And he should have known Victoria was too. But it also goes to show like the this was the first by PLC rule season, and it also goes to show that 
the people who he turned on, Jad, Kiefer, um, Victoria, they're all people of color or black. And I feel like the fact that they were still willing to vote for him, it's like, I don't know if this would have been the same thing if this was a black man turning against a group of white people to try to get to the end of the game. I don't think he would have had an understanding with them or a relationship with them deep enough for them to still vote for him. The reason he can still be friends to Kiefer to this day, still be friends to Jed to this day is because they are genuinely friends with people like him in real life, I feel. And I feel like he wouldn't have had that luxury if it wasn't for the POC rule. So glad that happened. He was the first black winner of BB Canada. They're definitely camp. We're here, bitch. I know that's right. Here he is. And that's why I want to put them in mother. But you're right, camp. Yeah, like, like they, 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 they don't make me do it. Shit. Nah, I think Camp is still a good, a great, great seven. I'm gonna keep him there. Next is okay. I think this one will be hard. This one is gonna be hard. That's why I said okay. Now let's not drag too bad, girl, because <laughs> Josh, Daddy, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. We go got BB Can ten. Can ten. My boyfriend Josh. Shout out to Josh. Mm. And Kevin. Um, this one hard because I feel like not not trying to drag. I okay. do think Kevin alone I would want to put in mother, but mm-hmm. I don't think I, I think I do think Josh kind of brings it down slightly. Okay, I see that too. Maybe and it's not a drag. Kevin, Kevin is Kevin is the Kevin is. I think I think Kevin will carry it to mother for me because Kevin is the best Big Brother Canada player in history in my mind. Yeah, my, I, and might even ever uh, BB Canada and US. So I mean, put a put a pin in that. But um, he is very, very good as a player, and I think that I do like that. And I feel like Josh, to me, is already um, camp in between camp or mid, or maybe just camp yeah, definitely. Camp. I would his definitely camp. make camp immediately if he himself. So, so that's why I'm like, mm, I think they might make it to mother just because of Kevin. But let's talk it out because you never really know. Um, this, this is our first Canadian season cover, and we cover we can't How interesting! This was a very intense season. It was. A lot going on, race wars happening, you know, you know the team. That's the typical now. But um right. it's gonna be a race war every season, girl. You used to it. Look, we, could talk, we could talk about Josh because what I will say about Josh's game in general is I don't think it was a bad game. No. Um in general. I, I think he definitely had good qualities. He was clearly very good socially, even more so. It's weird when we get players like Josh, because I think with Josh, his social game isn't visible through the screen. There's mm-hmm. people like that. There's people who have a social game that is obvious, and everyone knows you're a great social player. And then there's people who have a social game, and it's like, you really need to kind of tell us. Like, I feel like kind of Daniel C, in a way. I didn't know he was that great socially until Claudia and then we're talking about how much they liked him, you know? Right. And I feel like, same with Josh. I didn't know he was that great socially until everyone was literally throwing up and crying and finna punch through the wall. When like, y'all we three? Week, yeah, week three that week we because Stephanie and they did that blindside. Like he, like he, it was everyone. Blind everyone blindsided like two people. Like literally, like, it was blind. literally everyone agreed to keep him except two people, the two idiots, yeah. Gino and motherfucking Jason Lee, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no player is able to garner that type of just love, overall general mm-hmm. love in the game. Like he, there was no way he was going home, and that we in retrospect. Mm-hmm. So Kyle was just straight up delusional now. Yeah, very, very impressive. And even even more so, like, I know when it came to the strategy of this game, it was really Kevin who did a lot of it. But what's interesting is Kevin chose his people. And he ran, like, to me, it felt random that he chose Josh, but clearly Josh had a great relationship with Kevin. It's like Josh's relationships were very OP because 
Kevin decided, I want to work with Josh and I want to work with Helena. And these are the people who I feel comfortable working with. And it's like, I feel like a part of that is because Josh's social game. He had a relationship with Kevin and it garnered and garnered. And I feel like that's good. He also had a relationship with Helena. So it was I mean, able to work literally out. Literally everyone. I mean, there were times with Gino and JC Lynn and Marty. Yeah. Like, we want to work with Josh. And I feel yep. like I didn't make this comparison at the time because I just didn't think about it. But Josh is so comparable to Matt in so many ways. And it's like, if Josh had one BB candidate, I wouldn't have been upset because at the end of the day, a social game, no matter how active it is, you know, it kind of, it, it takes the cake in Big Brother. Yeah. Like the fact that everyone just likes you, I mean, hell, give yeah. me the motherfucking money. But I think, and that's like my disconnect with Josh Gaines is that there wasn't any activeness with his social connections. And I mm -hmm. wish that he, it, quite literally, if he just was the one moving the pieces, using his social connections to get to the end, mm -hmm. he would be a better player than Kevin. Because yes. socially, he is just that good. I think Kevin has to work for the social ability that mm. he has. Like, he is not going to just naturally go in that house and get in those alliances and get in those relationships just because of the mm. archetype he feels. Whereas Josh can do that, but Josh just did not kind of have that upper hand to start moving those pieces the way they needed to be moved. Yeah, I agree. I feel like with Josh, what, what really brings him down for me was the triple eviction performance because it, 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 it's different to us to kind of just assume he's being ran by Kevin. And but in the back of my mind, I was always like, I don't think he'd do it to Betty. You know, I don't think he'd do it to Betty. I think he still prioritizes Betty over this this lesser good situation. And then when he ended up pawning her, I was like, okay, clearly you don't prioritize Betty. You prioritize Helena and Kevin. And it's like, at least only just choose one of them. Why both of them? So I feel like that to me really solidified to me that he didn't have the understanding or I feel like maybe maybe just not the the savviness or or the cutthroatness to really I feel like take the cake with this game and then we saw it happen in the end when he ends up choosing to take Kevin over Betty it's like you you just don't have that cutthroatness I feel like you need to be like I want to win I'm going to do what I need to do to win I feel like I never got that from Josh it never felt like Josh wanted to win this game by any means like it's just an urgency almost. Yeah, like an urgency. it's just like I'm here I'm cool with this I'm doing good I'm happy to be here and I'm just going to go to the end with Kevin and Helena. And then it was like, Betty had to convince him not to. And then he was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just go to the end with Betty. But it's like, what do you need to do to win? Pick and decide and be right about it. And I feel like he never had that. And that's what makes me bring him down. And that's why it's making me, it is giving camp, isn't it? For me, like, it's like, mm, as a final two, I'm like, I'm comparing final twos. You might be. And I think it's because Kevin, I mean, he just monopolizes space. Like, I just think, like, he was <laughs> actively forcing Helena and Josh, who are two great players. That's the thing. If you go back, you'll see us drag Helena and Josh so much. But quite literally, I great swear, life. it's not because we hate them, but it's because we see their potential and we see yeah. how easily they let Kevin run over any mm -hmm. path that they had to actually winning the game. Mm -hmm. And with, so. with Josh, is like the fact that Kevin was able to do that all the way up until the end is just like crazy mm -hmm. to me because no one expected Josh to take Kevin to the farm. So and the fact that Kevin was able to to convince him of that, like it just it, it chips away at his game. But mm -hmm. it's very because but I mean, it adds on to Kevin's who's also in the final too. And it's like, oh mm -hmm. well, what do we do? And it's like Kevin, he's such an iconic player in that way. Like he he was able to just he used them for their good qualities and mm -hmm. then just trampled over everything else. Yeah, very much so. He used them like like you oh that was so nice. He really used them for what their qualities were. He knew Josh had good connections to everybody in the house. And I think that's why he chose Josh. Same with Helena. At that point, Helena had good connections with everyone in the house too. Right. He chose the two people with, I'd say, the best connections with everyone in the house. 
and he sunned both of them and had them very much so doing chores for him. He told Helena to tell Marty and, and, and JC Lynn and Gino something. And with I, I will say he didn't really tell Josh to do a lot of stuff sometimes, but he did tell Helena. He he sick Helena on a lot of people. And I feel like it's like he really knew, he really understood that these two people have this amount of control in the game, uh, social control. And I feel like he kind of leached off of their social control. He ended up creating a bond with Summer um, after knowing Josh had this relationship with Summer and Betty. He ended up making a bond with Summer and Betty. And he was like, honestly, I want Summer and Betty towards the end game. And they ended up in the, towards the end game. And then he already had his bond with Gino, JC Lynn and them. But it was even stronger when he was able to create this group of people over here. And then there was a group of people over there. But I'm still going to be cool with them. And I feel like Kevin was very meticulous about everything he did all the way to the end. And him being able to reconvince Josh to take him to the final two is the most insane thing I've ever heard of. And I don't know how that was able to happen, but it did. And so I, I really do think like, Kevin has a And then that's the thing. It's like, it's hard because like this final two, Kevin is directly affecting Josh's legacy. Yeah. So and it's kind of like looking at Dave, Anthony, and Paris and Kayla. Like I don't think that's happening. Like they kind of stand on their own. Where mm -hmm. I'm like, Josh doesn't fully do that because Kevin was taking so much of what his game is, and that's why I feel like I took to that camp. But I just feel like yeah. he doesn't fully stand on his own almost. Yeah, I, don't know I kind of agree. Because I do I, see the argument that Kevin is that girl to where it's like he automatically puts him in mother. To me, I. I see that argument, but I, I, I do feel more of the camp. I do feel more of the, when I'm looking at the final two as a whole, which is kind of what we're doing, we kind of have to group them together. And when I'm grouping them together in my mind, it's like Kevin alone is at the top of this list. But when they're together, I think because of Josh's individual legacy, I feel like he's someone who his individual legacy isn't um, really that high, you know? So I would put them maybe at the top of camp or even below Tashawn. I agree really at the top of camp. I like the top of camp. I really do. Almost some mothers. I I feel like if Josh if Josh would have done like one thing, I don't even know what honestly if if at I if, mean, at, if at the triple and if at the triple Josh just didn't nom Betty, I probably or or just didn't I feel like everything he did kind of led to this being this. I feel like they're on the cusp of mother. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I feel like I'm just saying if Josh took Betty and we were doing Josh and Betty wrong too, they would they be would a mother. They would be number one. They would actually be. <laughs> but hey, we here. The last thing is, mm, oh, the last God. pair is. Tom and Ty, which is There are also some interesting ones. I, 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 I'm interested. Very, with very Claudia, interesting. with Claudia, I feel like um, we recently saw her game. We we did this too. We recorded this too, so that's fun. Right. Claudia, Claudia's game was was. Oof. First of all, when people started coming out of the house, I kind of understood Claudia's game a little bit more because we heard from Kuzi and Daniel C and Ty when we interviewed them that Claudia did have Claudia did have a a a social hold on the house mm -hmm. that I feel like was a little bit less understood watching. It's like we kind of knew, but we kind of didn't. But I remember at the beginning of the game being impressed by Claudia because at the very either the first or the second week, I want to say Renee was nominated. And I remember her making a relationship with Jonathan and telling Jonathan, I'm not voting Renee. And I'm going to make sure that everybody in the house knows I'm not voting Renee because then they know my votes will never go that way. And I was like, oh. 
And then her relationship with Jonathan, I was like, oh, these are very two, these are two very interesting things I feel like she did um very early on and it may be like aware like okay she's somebody she's somebody and she at the beginning of the game those first like three weeks it was always like claudia like claudia was there she was protected she always had like a, her hands in a in in something and then she developed this relationship with ty and it's like dang this girl is she has her hands in so many different pots and it kind of faded away throughout the season and it ended up just being her and her girls the girly pops and with Claudia, I think it's like she starts off at a high and then her game kind of went down because she had her girly pops and that was still okay. But then she started allowing Ty to take out her girly pops and she was helping take out her girly pops by nominating them and evicting them and voting with Ty and not nominating Ty. And then she ended up in the final two, final three with Ty and Daniel. And then she takes Ty to the end. And it's like by the end of her game, it's like the legacy that she probably could have had or the, or the impressiveness that she could have had it like really went down to the, the almost the opposite. Like you're almost unimpressive. And I feel like that was the issue with, with Claudia's game is like, it went downhill. You just ended up going with Ty and doing what, what Ty wanted. And in a way, this is a little, sim not similar in the sense that they're mother or camp, but Kevin taking away from Josh's legacy, same thing, Ty directly took Claudia, whatever Claudia's potential was. And I was going to literally make that comparison. I think Claudia kind of compares to Josh in a way to where it's like, and you see this with a few self-preserving players. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes this is not manifested where they have to do something, but a lot of times with these self-preserving players, it comes to a point where like, you kind of need to step out of that and start taking control of what you want to do. Take control of your destiny. That sounds cliche, but basically <laughs> that. Like, you cannot just allow the game to move around you anymore. And I felt like there was a time where Claudia should have stepped up as the leader of the Goalie Pops and said, well, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to start handling things. And she kind of just submitted to power to tie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're now being perceived as someone that's just getting ran by tie, which, I mean, Claudia damn basically was. Like, yeah. no shit. Oh, like she, yeah. especially the, the double where he literally convinced her to take out her closest girly pop. Yeah. And after that, she didn't do anything else. Girl girl after that, that's why both girly pops left the game, not even fucking with Claudia like that, because they're like, this bitch just she's just a bird. Like bird, literally, yeah. she didn't even help Renee go home, but the week Renee went home, it was so obvious from Renee's perspective that this girl don't give a fucking shit about nope. me. They didn't didn't even she's just up under tie. So it's like she is definitely someone if she had stood up and became that leader for her group for herself you know i think a lot of people would have respected her and i think that's what i saw and i mm -hmm. thought the move that would have put the nail in the coffin for that thought is if she mm -hmm. took out ty i was thinking if she can get to final three cut ty she could win the game but that mm -hmm. was not even her intention she literally wanted never wanted to do that then lost because yeah. I'm thinking you can use that also ruined it. You won. I used yeah, I him. I knew there was no way I was going to be able to beat him and all these. She did. Didn't she say that? She tried I to say something along those lines. She tried to argue, but it's like the actions don't really. You just align. took him. You just took him. Please, like, what are you talking about? So it's Please. just like, yeah, no. And see, yeah. I was leaning more towards camp, but like, I do think it's way more worse than Josh's situation. Like, I think Claudia yeah. just kind of just. She yeah. submitted full control, basically. Yeah. And it was cool. just like, girl. I, I, I was thinking that, too. At first, I was like, okay, low camp. But now I'm thinking high mid. Because also Ty, Ty isn't, um, Ty's, Ty, I think Ty's win was, 
I don't even know what word I want to use. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't amazing in, in terms of gameplay. So that's why I'm like, maybe not even can't. Maybe just mid. Because I feel like Ty's win was almost similar to Kevin in a way of, and you said it earlier already, in a way of, I mean, you just won the comps. But with Ty, it was impressive. And it was more, it was more um, showy because you needed to win. He needed to win a lot of those times. And then towards the end game. And he, he didn't study for him. He didn't study for him, and then he also did strategic things that worked. No shade to Kevin, but he literally strategically made sure Shanae went home at the time she did. He made sure Anika and Daniel was trusting him, the, and he garnered a lot of the jury roles because of, I feel like, his relationships with them rather than sitting next to a dud. Like, a lot of the jury said Claudia was not a dud. Every time I asked them, I thought they thought that. They did not think that. They genuinely respected Claudia. So Ty won against the well That's why I'm like, ooh, maybe it should be camp because I low-key feel like maybe why mid Sabrina and Karen are in mid because like mm. the people who won over them were because those two were seen as duds and Claudia yeah. isn't a dud. Claudia Claudia is a dud. She just wasn't seen as a dud. And that's where I think I'm conflicted. <laughs> no, it's not even no say. See, I, I would argue that, that she's think... not even necessarily a dud. I, I wouldn't even say she necessarily she, she did understands the, the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. But you're right. That's true. But I just think she understands the game on a certain level that is able to self-preserve herself all the way to final two. You know, and there was never really a time that Claudia was in danger at ever. all. And I remember during the ratings, we give Renee and Shanae a low scores, but Claudia maintained the six a yeah. lot. Uh, one time, no, one time she hit that seven. And it's because we, and then I, oh, God, we really be fucking spilling tea. Because I, I remember that at one point we were mm -hmm. saying, Claudia needs to step up, baby. You, yeah. it's yeah. time to really start taking these relationships and doing something with them. You, you're too calm. You too, you know. Mm -hmm. And she never did that. She never yeah. did that. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm, st I'm still in the middle because I, I, because you're right. She did have a lot of great qualities, and Claudia is someone who I think honestly would be a sleeper on a returning on a returning chance if she would ever get that. Which I, I agree. She, she's a shell showman for sure. No showman. Yeah. Please. But she would be a sleeper because she is a good player, and I feel like she's someone who people don't think is really a good player. Um, I, I think for yeah. me, it's like honestly, I think for me, I don't. I'm so confused. I think what's confusing me also is Ty as a Ty in general. I feel yeah. like I, I'm not so so high on Ty, but I'm also it's it's it was a fun kind of win, and was it was kind of impressive. But a part of me is also kind of not because you were targeted for so long, but also it's kind of impressive. So I'm either I'm in between the top of mid or the bottom of camp. That's how I'm feeling. I feel like I feel strongly for the bottom of camp. Okay. Well then we I'm 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 definitely okay with that. I'm satisfied with that. Let's go ahead and do that. Cause like it's it's on the cusp of both for sure. It's on the cusp. But I just feel like I don't feel as low as Claudia as a player as I feel about Sabrina and Karen. I kind of feel the same. I, I feel similarly. I feel similarly. Okay, and, and I will argue, I, like I do think John's a better player than Ty, but it's the combination. Of Th that's how I felt, too. I think that was what's confusing me, because I was like, Ty isn't good enough, no shade, to, like, to He shouldn't be ahead of John team. on any ranking, basically. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like he could carry them. Kept. That's why I was like, maybe top of mid. But I think this is still fine. I feel like, I feel like it, it's like, it's more of a, you got to blend them together. Camp and mid are right there, y'all. Like, like, Ty and Claudia are right there on the, they're really on the line. Rather than actually fully like they're on the line. That's kind of how I feel. Same with Kevin and Josh. They're kind of on the line of mother and camp. Like blend them in, blend them, blending, blending. But um, right, girl. So this is the tier rank. Okay, let's go through. Starting with Chop, we got them brothers and Kelsey. 
<laughs> and then we have mid at the top of mid. We have John and Sabrina, and then we have Karen and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then we go into camp at the top. It goes Kevin and Josh, then Tyshawn and Brayden, then Gary and Jillian, mm-hmm. Sarah and Godfrey, uh, and then Ty and Claudia. Mm-hmm. And then now and we have the mother section. Kayla and Paris, of course. Of course. The and then Anthony and Dame. This we need this up. We need this up. If you, how would y'all rank the There's only two from the twos of the same gender? Yep. Everything else, it, it, you, I noticed that at the beginning. Oh no, three. Because there's a four. lot of male male final twos, right? Oh, yeah, four, 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 four. I was tripping. I was tripping. Two, two. But I did notice there's a lot of female male versus in Big Brother US. I feel like we don't get too many of those. We got and also a lot of these female whales we got, or some of these we actually got a woman winner. And you know what? Too, I think, I think, I was, cause I was looking at Anthony and Dana's these two alpha bros, and I'm just like. Josh and Braden are not the alphas, and I don't yeah. see Kevin or Tyshawn as alphas either. So it's not yeah. that same energy of like these two men. So many unique winners, but only three women have won, and then the other seven are men. So there's that. But we need some more women winners. We do. We need some I feel. I feel it coming. Maybe the energy's in the air. Next season oh, right. has all the new Next era. Season. All the new era have been men. The Bobby yep. FC era. Yep. So we, we need, need women. We do. So, we do. We got one in BBUS. Oh, who's going to win all stars? Duh. Oh, you're right, girl. <laughs> anyway. It should have been Koozie last season. Koozie active on two for all stars. Can't wait to see it. I ain't gonna not coming back, baby. Let me know. She's coming back, bitch. I will I will give I will give her my check for the next. Oh, time. please, Lee. I would. I will starve to get Ica on all stars. Is crazy. I, will. I will. I might too. I might too. All right, y'all. This was a good one. We'll be here this next week. Fun. We'll be here next week, and then we'll also be here for the Big Brother Canada cast reveal if they ever do one. And then for this entire Big Brother Canada season, we will definitely be here around. So stay tuned. Tune into all of our coverage for Big Brother Canada and Survivor Forty Six is coming up, and the Amazing Race Thirty Six is coming up. So tune in for all of our coverage for all of that. Thank you for keeping it real with the Kingdom, and we out, bitch. Wow. <laughs>